2: And, Michael, uh, it's good to have you back on the show. Uh, One of the things we've been talking about today, and I want to start here before we get into any particulars about the game itself and how close this could be on Sunday. Um, We were talking about should the Falcons give Arthur Smith one more season with a better quarterback. We put a poll up, Michael. It's at Dukes and Bell 929 for those of you who want to go vote and and let us know how you feel. We took calls on this. And I will tell you, it is an overwhelming right now. No. Mm -hmm. Okay? But – this sentiment is out there that, hey, if they just fix this, this is going to look much better and it'll be much better. What do you think about this?
3: I mean, I've been on with you guys every week this season, I think, except for one. No, I was. I think every week this season because I was on with you when during the bye right. in L.A. when we were watching the weird cart go back and forth back in November. <laughs> That's right. That is you right. you guys know where I stand on this because I, I've been pretty – adamant about it throughout the year their biggest issue has not been arthur smith their biggest issue has been the quarterback position you know it does looked look good at times and then turnovers happened taylor heineke is exactly what he's been which is a guy who is a high-end backup can get you to 500 and that that's you know that's been what he's been throughout his career that's not a knock on taylor heineke that's a very good job They need a new quarterback, whether Arthur Smith is here or not. If you look at the offense beyond the quarterback position, I know that's hard to do sometimes, but you look at the yards they've put up, right? You look at the how many times they had turnovers in the red zone and what those points could have been. It's a fair argument to make. It's a very fair argument to make. I imagine if Arthur Smith is back next year, that is going to be part of the calculus for Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank has not talked with me. To be very clear, that is mm-hmm. just me, Michael Rothstein, who has covered the NFL for over a decade, right. saying that. I I can I can easily make that argument, and honestly, I would probably come down on the side of that argument because I have I'm around this team every day, guys. You guys know that I'm there. You know, thick thin whatever it is. I think I've missed four days all year. Mm-hmm. I see that these guys still believe in him. I see they are still loose. There is not an empty locker room. There is not this tightness throughout the week. They seem to really buy in and like their head coach. And that I've been places, guys, where that is not the case. And it gets real ugly. I've not gotten that sense here in the slightest. And that, to me, speaks volumes. I've seen what happens when you replace the guy who you think might be close with another guy, and it doesn't work. I've seen that show before. You don't necessarily want to go down that road. you got to remember, and you and I talked, we we talked about this, what, two weeks ago maybe, I think, but I think it was after the Carolina game, if my memory serves, that with Arthur Smith, you have to look at the totality of the three years. Two years he overachieved. This year has been a disappointment, but if anyone thought that they'd get the quarterback play that they've gotten, you'd probably say, well, this is about what you would have thought, maybe even on the top end of things. Like, I, I think that there's a very valid argument to giving him one more year with the understanding that you better fix the quarterback situation. But guess what? If they don't, then you, you know what's going to happen regardless. It is uh, Michael
4: Rostin, guys, with us from ESPN.com. As he said, there every day, and here's the deal, Michael. We talked a lot about you know the pros, and we said it. he did not lose this you know locker room. These guys believe in this dude, but the, the the ridiculous play calling, not simplifying things for your quarterback who is struggling, and then the question which nobody seems to be able to answer is who picks the offensive pieces? Did he tell Fontenot I can win with Ritter? Then he only gives him one series of preseason. How, how did they come to this decision that it was Ritter and not to go get a Derek Carr in the offseason?
3: Well, all right, first of all, when it comes to Derek Carr, Derek Carr, if you remember, kind of had in some ways his own choice because he had the no-trade clause with the Raiders. And if he wanted to go to the Saints, then he was going to go to the Saints. And remember, he, he went, if you remember back then, he visited the Saints, and he didn't agree to a trade with the Saints because he knew the Raiders were going to release him, and then guess where he signed? Mm-hmm. The Saints. You know the the Lamar Jackson thing. Like I get it, and people are. But you got to understand the Lamar Jackson thing, especially after what we've seen this year, right? Like the Ravens knew what they had there. Right. There was no way they were letting him walk out of the building, right? Like you're letting a probable Hall of Famer, especially if he wins the second MVP award. Well, get, that was never happening.
4: But does, I'm sorry to cut you off, Michael. But is Arthur yeah. that involved in the offensive side? Because Terry, all the stuff we've done as far as defense and the free agents stuff, I think Terry's done a great job. But I, I just if, if he comes back, you don't play. You know, are you calling the plays? And you have you got limited personnel access. I guess would that be some of the the, the ground rules?
3: I, I, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a conversation for for all people named Arthur to, to have, uh, and I, I don't think people not named Arthur are going to be in that conversation. I imagine Terry and maybe Rich McKay would be in there as well. Uh, maybe they changed their names to Arthur. That would help. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I, I don't, I don't even know if, if Arthur Smith would know the answer to that question uh, at this point, because we don't know what he has been. He has been told. He has not said anything. And obviously Arthur Blank hasn't either. I imagine that if they did bring him back, there'd be with the understanding of, Hey, you got to make change X or Y. And, you know, the quarterback situation has to get fixed in terms of personnel. They have both been very, both Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot have been very adamant that they make decisions together. Right. And to think that Arthur Smith only has say over offensive players is kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. because, He is the head coach of the entire football team. I know a lot of people like to look at the offense because he's an offensive mind. He's the offensive play caller. But if you think he doesn't have a say over the entire football team, which includes the defensive guys like Calais Campbell, like Jesse Bates. Remember, it was Arthur Smith who was sitting there with Calais Campbell, you know, and and Fontenot, I believe, was in there too. But, like, it was two of them selling Calais Campbell on coming to Atlanta. Like, you can look at – the offense, all you want, but if you want to talk about the whole team, like Arthur Smith has a hand of the defense also.
2: Let's talk about the game on Sunday. Um, we know how the Saints, you know, and the Falcons have played over the years. You know this, Michael, covering this team. These two teams are very close. I mean, we're averaging 19 yeah. a game; they're averaging 22. We're eighth in rushing. You know, um, they are one of the top teams in opponents' points per game. They're only giving up 19 a game. That's sixth best in the league. Our defense has been really good. This is going to be a close game. My question is, who's going to make plays for us? Who's going to step up? Mike and I have been talking about whether or not Heineke's going to be available or not. I don't know if he is. That, to me, is the question. And I feel like when I look at the Saints, whether it's, you know, Taysom Hill or somebody else stepping up. It just feels like, okay, we kind of get a sense that somebody's going to make a play. Who's going to do that for us?
3: I mean, I think it starts with the guy who's the two guys, frankly, that have made the most plays all year. And that's Bajon Robinson and Drake London. I, I mean, I, you know, and, and you can even throw Tyler Alzier in there, too, because he typically had pretty good games against the Saints. In his career. You know, I, but I think it's listen. it starts with Bajon Robinson, right? He's your, he is your playmaker. He is your top playmaker. There's not a knock on Drake London, but like we talked about with the quarterback issues, uh, Drake London needs a quarterback to, to make him a, a really, 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 really special player. He is pretty special. I know people want to look at the yard compared to Wilson and Olave, but look at the quarterback situation and also look at the targets, right? Like London's just had far fewer targets, but that's another conversation. You're, you're looking at Bijan Robinson. You're looking at Drake London, and both of those guys have made a bunch of plays this year. Like particularly Bijan Robinson again. I think people um, look at the preseason season expectations for Bijan, and they were so astronomically high that it probably was unrealistic and maybe a little bit unfair because this kid he still has a shot at being a thousand yard rusher this season and hitting what over fourteen hundred yards from scrimmage. I think you take that almost any season from a running back, right? Like. Less- yes. Yes. And, and, and don't forget, he essentially missed a game, right? right. Like, he, he essentially missed one game. He played, you know, four plays, you know, got what, three yards. Like, so he probably would have surpassed some of these numbers had he been healthy to play against Tampa Bay. You know, so he's had a really good year, and I think it's to answer your question, Beth, it starts there, then it goes to Drake London, then it maybe goes to Kyle Pitts, who has made more plays of late, and then you throw Tyler Algier in there. And that's, that's been the whole calculus this whole year for what this offense could have been. And it just hasn't been right. Like I, And if you're the Falcons, you're, you're hoping that that's what shows up. And it looks like the Colts' version of the offense versus uh, the Bears or the, you know, some of the bad weather games version of this offense.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
4: All right, Michael, the big question. Uh, we know that he's on the injury report. Uh, he is questionable. We know that Dolvin will be out so New Zeal will be in at center. But are we going to see Desmond Ritter with Arthur, potentially Arthur Smith's job on the line of quarterback?
3: <laughs> I mean, there would be some poetry in that, I guess. Uh, but uh, I, talked to, I talked to both quarterbacks today in the locker room. Uh, I talked to Taylor Heineke. I asked him whether he felt he was going to be able to go. He said, listen, I'm going to try. Like, my goal goal is to go. He said he felt pretty good. Uh, He practiced on a limited basis all three days this week. But he said, I'm going to have to go through warm-ups on Sunday morning, see how I feel, and I asked him, what was that? You can read this. It's on ESPN.com. You know, I kind of asked him, well, what does that mean, and what does that look like? And he said, you know, well, it's going to be the coach's decision at the end of the day, but – you know, and I got to see how I feel and how I move. And Arthur Smith had said earlier in the week, he said it again Friday, that, you know, they're going to communicate with Taylor and see how he feels and then go from there. I asked Desmond Ritter, hey, you ready to do this again? And he said, you know, listen, I've been preparing like I'm a starter even when I haven't been a starter and this is my, you know, if my opportunity comes again, I'm ready for it and, you know, like we'll see what happens. I I would imagine Taylor Heineken is going to do everything possible to try and go but I asked this question to Arthur Smith multiple times this week of well, what do, at what point do you decide uh, Taylor Heineke, who's on a bum ankle at 70 percent versus a healthy Desmond Ritter. And he didn't really answer the question. You know, he kind of talked about communication and let mm-hmm. see what happens. But that's a big, big question for the Falcons. And it's one that I don't know if there's a clear answer yet, because they're going to need to see what what Taylor looks like in warm ups and then go from there. I don't believe that that is. Uh, false. I think that's very, very accurate of they want to see how this ankle responds, and Taylor has told me when I've talked to him multiple times this week that it's, it's doing okay, but you know, uh, who knows what that means come Sunday at noon Central, 1 Eastern.
2: It's going to be interesting, to say the least, and Michael appreciate your work this year and uh, coming on with us, and uh sharing all
3: it's the been a
2: pleasure
1: guys yeah we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch